Welcome to Abe's Front Porch Talk. Tonight, I want to talk to you about corrupt churches. Oh, yes. I said it. I said it again. Corrupt churches. When you look around, you see several churches around you. You see tons. Some are small, some are average size, and then you've got these big mega churches. Now, I'm not trying to put each church small, medium, average, corrupted, oh, I mean mega churches in in a category but in my neighborhood I have three different churches in this neighborhood all three of them are different religion now I know some people that goes to all three of them. And they're good people. But I'm talking about churches all over this world. I'm not just talking about churches in your own neighborhood. Or my neighborhood. But several. And churches have become like retailers. You are starting to see them on every corner. But here's what gets me. How many churches do you have in your community that actually gets together and goes knocking on people's doors to see if you need anything like food, water supply, Especially during this pandemic of coronavirus outbreak we have. How many has came to your door to see if you needed anything? I don't know anybody that has, but they're panicking themselves. Now, but yet they want you to come visit the churches. Or try to become a member of the church. Come and sit with them. Become a member and yada yada yada. All this nice fun stuff. But you know. The reality to it is. They want you. To start living the way they want you to live. If you join some of these churches. You must live the way the preacher or the leader thinks you should live, and you should dress accordingly to them. But that's not true either. And then you got the other churches that you have to be voted in to be a member of the church. You just can't go to the church and claim to be a member after a month or two months of attending services there. You must be voted in to the congregation. I do not 
like that. If you're supposed to be a church, you do not vote your members in. If somebody's been coming to your church for a whole month, that means they probably are completely a member of the church then. Some churches carry books, some don't. Some just consider you a member after a month. If you've been going a whole month, you're practically a member of the church then. Especially six months later. I hate to know I got told I couldn't be a member of a church after attending services there for six months. They wouldn't vote me in a, into the congregation as a member. That's messed up. That's like saying God votes people into his kingdom of heaven. Oh, he wants you to come and do all these things for him and serve him and bow down and pray and feed the hunger and clothe those who are naked and give water to drink to those who are thirsty. But yet, after you do this for six months to a year, then he still says, I got to take a vote to see if I can let you into heaven. I got to take a vote to see if I can put your name down in the Lamb's Book of Life. It don't work that way. And neither should the churches. Shame on you if you one of them. If you one of those that has to vote somebody in, shame for even going to a church like that. If God sends somebody your way, you better accept them. And you better take them in, and you better get out in the neighborhood, and you better start helping, because there might be people in need. And you're wondering, you can preach about the end of time, but are you ready even for the rapture? I don't know one person that would be ready. Then let's move on. What about the mega churches? These big mega churches you see in your neighborhood or in the city you live in. Let's go that far. And they they're big. And they you see the parking lots full and they got all these activities and sports that goes on in these places. They got schoolings and daycare running in and out of the churches. I find hip I see hypocrites there because Jesus said he turned the tables over in his house for they was gambling. They were buying and selling things in his house and a lot more other stuff they were doing. And he turned the tables over. And he said his house shall be called a house of prayer. Churches having bait sales inside the house of God, and God forbids that. In red now, written in red, Christ said in red. Then the preacher's driving nice cars, brand new car. Church got them loaded up in nice homes, paying all their bills because they're the pastor. They vote who the pastor should be and who shouldn't be. God calls you into pastorship. You're the shepherd. You're the shepherd of that whole flock. And you're the shepherd over that leader of the church. The leader's not over the pastor. The leader has to sit under the pastor, for the pastor is over the shepherd. But this is what I call mama-called preachers. And these mama-called preachers need to be out of from behind the pulpit. Not even as a leader in the church like a deacon or whatever you got going on in that man-made church of yours. 
get out of it. God will start shutting these churches down and he will shut them down and he will destroy them to clean up the corruption for they're his. Oh yeah, he may use you to build the church from hand or some man, but that's his house and he will clean up his house and he will take it back. Then you got these TV preachers and radio preachers. Oh, they're multi-millionaires. If some probably aren't billionaires. And then if you become sick and you've been watching them and sending money to their ministry. And when you want them to come by your bedside, they tell you or your family they will not unless you send them so much money, probably say five to $10,000, just to come to your bedside at a hospital just to say a prayer with you. And if you want them to preach your funeral, they probably want about five or $10,000, if not more than that, just to preach your funeral because they have a name for themselves that's their time wasted. They didn't know you personally. So they got to figure out how to say something good about you. They just can't get up there and try to say comforting words and give the family good comforting words since you're already gone. And do you even think that these preachers today, they have their own jet airplanes living in mansions and you're living in a one-bedroom shack, barely making it, and you send them your last dollar. You might have $5 to your pocket and you send them to that $5. You need to stop this. Don't leave them nothing. They have all the money in the world. But yet, when it comes down to it that you think you can depend on them, you cannot. They're only for themselves, their family, and close friends. And that as far as it's going to go. Remember, I did a podcast called Weep and Howl. Rich Men Weep and Howl. Well, let me tell you. That just wasn't for our government or all the rich people. That was also for these preachers. This is for for every single rich person that's got millions of dollars and just don't know what to do with themselves. Preachers are going to fall just as long as with the other people. Just because you're a preacher don't mean you're in good standings with God. People are trying to preach the gospel for the money because they know there's money involved. But that's about to all end with them too. Because a lot of these preachers have gotten greedy with the money as it start coming into the ministry. And it's become tax-free so they don't have to pay taxes Religion is tax-free. And I don't have a problem with that, but I have the problem when you become greedy preachers. And how much are you paying these people to be on the board of your church or to work for you in your ministry? 
How much are you paying these people to be your secretary? And when people are to be able to talk to you and call you up at home and you are to help the people over the phone as well, but they must go through a secretary first. Or you got these people that they may not ever get to speak to you as the preacher, but you got people who works for you that they can talk to. But now you want their money now. You want their money. And I know you can't talk to everybody in the world. And I know you can't get through to everyone too. But the point is, if you would show people you're trying and that you really are trying to reach to those who've sent you money and help them, if somebody sends you $5 to support your ministry, then what will it hurt you to send them a box of groceries? Non-perishable items. What would it hurt for you to pick up a phone and say, they sent this, I want to call them. And if you couldn't call them yourself, you could give them a, have somebody pick up the phone and call them themselves, one of your secretaries you have, and say, we just would like to thank you. This is such and such, and we just like to say thank you, and... We appreciate you watching and listening to our services. Thank you for your donation. Is there anything I could do for you? Do you need your electric bill paid for this month? Because maybe they needed that money that they sent to you. Show them that you care somehow or another. Just don't take the money and say, oh, well, thank you, and not even try to acknowledge them about nothing. A phone call would be nice to them and say, thank you so much. And every time they send one, you call them and talk to them. Or have somebody that can. It would give people thrills for you to do that. But don't be so corrupted. Don't let your riches become, become cankered with rust. Your coins cankered with rust. And people quit falling for this and sending these big-time preachers money because they're on TV and stuff. They've already got the money. They've got jet airplanes and mansions, brand spanking new cars, no telling what their homes look like. They probably have maids, I don't know. But they're going to fall too. These corrupt churches are about to fall because God's fixing to clean them up. He's going to clean up our government. He's going to clean up these corporate businesses and he will clean up the house of God and he'll probably start with all three above. He ain't going to just start with one. It's all going to come crashing down all at the exact same time. And nobody's going to know what hit them. They're all going to be astonished and they're going to be looking to see what's going on. Religion is against one religion. They can't get along. One says one's wrong. The other one says this one's deceiving this one. This one's going to hell for having this name of the church. When you're supposed to have this one certain name. If you don't attend my church, you're going to hell because you don't attend my church. And I've heard it all like this now, folks. I have heard it all. And that's not true. 
Then you got your small churches around your own personal neighborhood where if you don't dress to their ability, to their likings, you can't come to the house of God. You can't come to the church. You get turned away. And there are some churches that wants you to fill out if you become a member. You've got to fill out a form how much money you make a year, how much you get paid by the hour or salary, and what your taxes are at every year when you receive your tax refund. And then the church says this is what you're supposed to pay in tithes and offering when it comes to this. Churches says you're supposed to pay tithes and offerings because they have it figured up for you on your income. That's wrong too. That's not right. Every week you get a paycheck every week and you attend Sunday morning services, you pay 10% of your tithes and offerings and you let that be it. If you get paid every two weeks or once a month, you pay 10% of that check into that tithes and offering for that whole month. That's it. That's all you do. That's Don't let a church say you got to pay a certain amount because the preacher's just wanting the money or the leader's just wanting the money. Too many churches has got the eyes on the money. And this is one reason people have stopped going because I've heard stuff like this, among other things. Oh, come on. Let's, we love you and care about you. But then there are those who's got labels on people. You've labeled people in the neighborhood. You've labeled people you know. And if they do decide they want a new life and come to church, they're asked to leave by the way they're dressed or because you know their lifestyle. You didn't even give them a chance to repent or anything. You let them come in and allow the leader to walk up and say they must leave because they have the name drunkard or drug addict, prostitute. Whatever you want to call them. And you're supposed to be up there preaching the gospel with love and acceptance. A gay person probably could walk into your house, into the house of God, and say they want a new life, but yet you judge them and condemn them before they could even change a lifestyle for anything, and you'd ask them to leave the church. But yet you're supposed to be a soul winner. You think God's proud of you as a preacher doing all of these things or a leader of his house or some church goer and you turn against your own family for any old thing? You barked up the wrong tree. God sends who he wants in his house. I know a lot of people. I don't agree with the way a lot of people lives their life. But if I was a preacher of a church, I know for one thing, I would believe God sent them there, and I don't care if they came every time the door was open. It doesn't matter if they sat there and heard and whatnot, but they might get out here and drink and become the town drunk after services. But then they may return every time the door of the church is open and sit there and hear the gospel preach. If it takes them 20 years to decide they want salvation, then it took 20 years, but let them still come. But don't don't you dare ask them to leave. 
you're supposed to be long-suffering. It's like a fishing game. It's like going out fishing. The fish usually nibbles and baits on that worm until it swallows it all, hook, line, and sinker. So don't go there with me. If a drug addict or a prostitute comes into the church and sits there, and they're sitting there, and they're hearing, but you know when they leave what they're going to do when they leave, as long as they're not trying to preach or teach the gospel and get up and sing in the choir of the church, then let it be. If they sit there and are respectful and don't interrupt services, then let it be. Don't ask them to leave because you know what they're going to do. Maybe nothing's hit them yet. Maybe it's going to take 20 years for them to change. Maybe the preacher or somebody hasn't said anything that hit them or struck them yet. Who knows? But it will come and be patient with it. Don't turn people away because you know what type of lifestyle these people live. Let God clean them up. Let God deal with these people. Too many labels on people for who they are today. And God don't like labels. I'm just going to tell you now. He doesn't like, like labels. He sees people for who he died for and who God created. He said he knew you before you was in the womb and after the womb who ordained you. So you take that as, as it is. He knew you before you was in the womb. But as you came out of the womb, he already ordained you. So you corrupt preachers, these corrupted churches, you are going to fall. And we're living in the day that we will see mega churches fall. We will see preachers fall down till you know that God is no longer dealing with them, these churchgoers, they will fall, and you will not see them enter into a house of God again unless God's dealing with them, and they really mean true repentance. And then they're going to know how to love. They're going to know how to accept everybody. But first, they got to stop this judgment and condemnation first. This is the time we're living in. And it's here upon us whether you accept it or not. Preachers and Sunday school teachers are trying to live any old way, run a church any old way. Leaders are trying to run any old way. Let's vote you in. Let's see how much you make a year. Oh, well, we don't do all that stuff at this church, but you can't come in here because the clothes you have on your back. Don't, don't scripture also say somewhere in the Bible? Hmm, let me think here, let me think here. Hmm, okay, let me, let me, let me do some thinking here and do some research here, folks. You know what I'm saying? Do y'all think, do you, do a lot of y'all know where I'm coming with this? Do, do, do y'all know what I'm about to say, huh? I'm just wondering here right now if you do or not. Because scripture says, 
even the gossipers can't enter into the kingdom of heaven. So stop your gossiping. Stop your tailbearing. Whatever it is you're doing, you just stop it. Okay? Thank you for listening to Abe's Front Porch Talk. I hope you enjoyed this. Don't forget to subscribe. Check out my YouTube channel. Don't forget to subscribe and hit the like button there also. If you'd like to sponsor Abe's Front Porch Talk, look for the sponsor button and you can sponsor this podcast. Thank you so much.